1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow, 508-996-0500. So you can join me for the remainder of the program. We're here till 10. I put the slider up too early. And and, uh, so there's a few things I want to talk about. Kind of a mixed bag. We covered the city council meeting. Uh, Adam Bass was there reporting live if you missed it. Um, Linda Morad had proposed an amendment to her pay raise, uh, amendments that she had originally proposed, um, to reduce the, um, pay for those three positions. There were $50,000 pay raises. A lot of people were like, Whoa. Um, so, uh, they, I guess apparently the council chambers were full. There were people, there was an overflow in the balcony to respond to those pay raise amendments. And so Morad had responded and, uh, To her pay raise amendments and uh, Adam Bass was there reporting live said that they reduced it to 25 it was a 25% raise instead of a 50% raise it was a unanimous vote by the city council again we reported on it you uh, you know you and the you and the community felt a certain way about it and you responded and then the councils responded to how uh, you felt about it so again that's how this is supposed to work it's really heartening to see that process uh, unfold because again I know it's, it's something that We can talk about, but we can't, you know, if you don't care about it, then you don't care about it. But you guys cared and you responded, right? So uh, a few things I want to cover in this hour. And uh, again, Adam Bass will have a written piece probably later this evening uh, on on WBSM.com. Uh, covering his uh, the the council chambers um, the uh, the the city council meeting tonight um, he had he had called in live for the uh, the council post game segment so we're we're looking forward to continuing that going forward a um, few things I want to talk about again I get if I get a press release from you we're going to talk about it so I've been saying that for the candidates in Ward three I did get a press release from Jake Ventura uh earlier before i went on talking about the police staffing uh issues in new bedford if you remember um you know there's a lot of this has to do with the you know ongoing union disputes uh for the new bedford police union and there is a staffing shortage there are about a hundred fewer officers than there uh than there should be than there than they than they need to You know, adequately fill the positions and have, you know, adequate patrolling. So Jake Ventura had released a press, issued a press release today. If you remember, I think a few years back, they actually had to do a transfer freeze uh, to stop, uh, to, to retain the number of officers that they had. So this is the uh, press release from from candidate Ventura. And again, if you want to send me a press release at Marcus.Farrow at TownSquareMedia.com, we will talk about it. Uh, Bob Cabral and Jake Ventura have definitely been the most active candidates in the press release front. Uh, Jake Ventura issued a press release today. The New Bedford Police Department is facing a serious staffing de- uh, deficit. Estimates suggest the city of New Bedford requires approximately a 300 police personnel department. department. Department wide, given the population of the city. Accounting for anticipated police personnel retirements, the city may be facing a deficit of approximately 100 personnel. This staffing deficit is staggering and should be a cause of concern. I'm calling on the mayor and city council to investigate this issue to ensure our police personnel have the support and adequate staffing they need to keep New Bedford's neighborhoods, commercial district schools, roads safe for all citizens. New Bedford public safety is paramount to moving New Bedford forward economically. Crime must be reduced. So that was from candidate uh, Jake Ventura in Ward 3. One of the things actually to the point of um, of, uh, of, of the, uh, the New Bedford police. One of the things I'd I'd spoken with Jake about, and Jake worked in the legislature, so he knows. But, um, you know, there was the the movement to get uh, Sergeant Mike uh, Cassidy's family the survivor benefits. And that had to be done because he had tragically died of COVID-19. A lot of people remember him. I didn't know him personally. Uh, I knew people that knew him and knew people that were related to him. And said he's an outstanding guy, amazing community figure, um, and left behind uh, a wife and daughter. They were, there was a movement in the city council that was, um, I think, spearheaded by former counselor Hugh Dunn uh, to craft a home rule petition. He worked with the council and the mayor's office to craft a home rule petition to award line of duty death benefits, which means your full, um, you know, your full survivor benefits to the family of Mike Cassidy. Um, because he had, they had, they had said he should have presumed to, to have died on the job of COVID nineteen. Considering he was out there in the throes of the pandemic, he caught COVID around the same time Chris McCarthy did, and um, he, uh, you know, he he didn't make it unfortunately. And so everybody, I think, pretty much unanimously agreed that that should happen. Uh, they crafted that whole petition, it passed unanimously. It got sent to. The state legislature. I don't believe it got passed in time in the state legislature. So the way the home rule petitions work out, the home rule petition is basically—it's almost like a bill that's filed by a municipal government in the state house. So what happens is the the, the uh, a municipal legislature, a select board, or like for the Fairhaven select board, uh, we had a home rule petition here to make it—you uh, know—to make. Uh, the select board three to five members, so it's now a five member select board. And we what we did was pass the home rule petition, gave it to Representative Bill Strauss, who is our state representative here in Fairhaven, and he he brought he you know he ushered it through the legislature. And now there's a five person select board. Uh, one reason or another, um the home rule petition for Mike Cassidy, I don't believe, made it to Charlie Baker's desk, so it does need to be refiled. It does need to be refiled. Uh, that was Jake's understanding as a as a former legislative aide in the state house. He worked for Steve Howitt, and that was typically, you know, it's my understanding, most people's understanding of it. That's how basic the legislation works. If it's filed during a session, and the sessions are two years, and that session ends, then it needs to be refiled. So, that will probably need to be refiled. And I'm hoping, obviously, that the council, and I think a lot of people are hoping, the council does re you know, re redo that home rule petition don't won't take a lot of heavy lifting. It's already been crafted. Right. And send that back uh, to get Sergeant Cassidy's family, the survivor benefits that, that they deserve that, that Sergeant Cassidy earned for them. So we're going to be, we're going to be back on that here at WVSM. We're going to be tracking that and, and hopefully um, seeing uh, that, that through. So, Five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can join us this evening um, the I was at an event today uh, before I came on air I had a busy day I was at the uh, I had my commission on disability meeting that I talked to you guys about and the chairperson of the Fairhaven commission on disability we talked to some uh, someone in the mass office of disability at the state um, just about how we can make the commission better what we can do for advocacy and all that it was a fantastic conversation um, so then but before then I had the show. But before that, I was at the Vineyard Wind Jobs Fair. Remember I had Dana Ribeiro on, uh former Ward Four counselor and now works at Vineyard Wind um uh you know in community outreach. Uh Dan Kent was joining us too. He was at the I saw them both at the event. Uh they put um they put together a jobs fair. It was three to seven at Vineyard Wind. Uh, I mean, not at Vineyard Wind at on the Andre McCoy Recreation Center. Remember, by the way, when Scott Lima called in about uh, Andre McCoy, that was really cool. Someone had asked about Andre McCoy, the, 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 you know, the, the uh, boxing prodigy that had tragically lost his life in a, in a, in a plane crash on his way to the Olympics. And, you know, they named that, that recreation center after him. That was a really, I really enjoyed that segment. That sort of surprise segment when, uh, when, when Lima had called in, but, um, the jobs fair was packed. I mean, it was like I was lucky to find a parking spot. Frankly, um, we'll have a written piece on it on WBSM. I got some audio. I got some quotes. I saw a lot of people there. I saw Ward Four Counselor Baptiste there. I saw uh, Mayor Mitchell was there, of course. That's you know, Win's Vint, been his one, you know, one of his primary, uh, you know, one of his staple projects as as mayor. And uh, former Mayor Bullard, uh, I saw Ed Washburn, the former Port Authority director, who's now in the private sector. Um, and uh, I talked to uh, Klaus Mueller, too, who's the CEO of Vineyard Wind. There was a lot of really cool stuff. There was 45 jobs there, the 45 companies there, and you couldn't go. You couldn't be eligible to go unless you were hiring. Uh, I talked to Mayor Bullard, he was the head of the uh, New Bedford Ocean, he's the head of the New Bedford Ocean Cluster, obviously former mayor of Fall River, he also worked for NOAA, um, which is part of the Department of Commerce and the federal government, uh, and and he... Um, he was telling us actually, there the ocean cluster is looking for a business development uh, person for their uh, for their company, so they're actually hiring too. There's a hundred and sixty four jobs apparently that are available. Uh, I think what Dan Kent said when he was here, there's like a third of them that are like ready to go, like you can get hired and start that job. And uh, five hundred people show up. There's three hundred pre registers and five hundred people show up. I mean, really, really incredible that the community has responded to that. I saw they had some, uh, they had like a virtual reality thing where people could like, you know, have like a, you know, just like climb the turbines and all. It was really, really neat. And I saw mayor Mitchell there and, uh, he was excited. He was excited. Uh, it, he was really excited because, you know, he's been, a, he's been a strong proponent of, uh, of wind. And so, uh. Here's his comments. I, I was talking to him today. This will be in a in a piece uh, tomorrow on WBSM.com, but I'm going to play this for you. Here we go. Uh, yeah, this turnout blows me away. Uh, it's...
2: Well, I feared that people are still not realizing just how real offshore wind is, and I look out at this crowd, and there are literally hundreds of people here, and it strikes me that, no, the word is
1: out. People are looking for jobs already, and the big employers are here, so it's all very exciting. Yeah, you go
2: down
1: It was great. Uh, it was really cool. Again, there's 164 jobs that were available there. You couldn't go unless you were hiring, and a lot of them are like, um, I don't know if she has a shovel ready for a job, but they're ready to go. There, so um, I saw a lot of members of the community there that I, I had knew, known and recognized uh, members of the you know the, the organized labor and all of that. Um, again, fantastic event, uh, really exciting opportunity. I think that offshore wind is presenting. I talked to Klaus Mueller too, who's the um, CEO of Vineyard Wind, and it is real. You know, not only does Mayor Mitchell think it's real, those forty five companies that were there that were hiring the with one hundred and sixty four jobs available, but Governor Healy and Lieutenant Governor Driscoll think it's real because they, as I talked about, and there's an article on WBSM.com you can check out, their very first, as Governor and Lieutenant Governor, their very first visit off Beacon Hill, right, and out in the Commonwealth, very first official visit as Governor and Lieutenant Governor, was down here on the South Coast at UMass Dartmouth, at UMass Dartmouth. And they, did, they held a climate roundtable. Mayor Mitchell was a part of that. Mayor Coogan in Fall River. Mark Montigny, Chris Markey, Paul Schmid were involved. Obviously, Mark Fuller, the, the chancellor at UMass Dartmouth. And we're, we're, we're going to put together a, – a, he's going to come on the show sometime. I talked to him about it. He was looking forward to it. So he's going to come on the show sometime, too, to talk about what they got going on there. I'm a UMass Dartmouth alumnus. I said alumni last time, um, but I think it's alumnus. I think alumni is the plural, and alumnus is the singular kind of like cactus like a cactus is a cactus but i think the plurality of cactus is cacti someone can correct me on that if they want um but i'm pretty sure yeah so i'm uh, i'm an alumnus of umass dartmouth went to law school there and uh because the official umass law of the state is actually um part of the umass dartmouth system but um they held a, you know, it was like a probably about an hour-long discussion, uh, saw them, you know, they were taking notes. Uh, Healy's talked about offshore wind on the campaign trail. She was really enthusiastic about it. She obviously, one of her very first act as governor was to create uh, an office of climate resilience and name a climate chief, the first cabinet-level climate chief ever in the history of the United States at, at the... Um, a cabinet-level position in in a, in a state government. So, what a lot of people are saying about the climate chief and Mayor Mitchell talked about it yesterday. Uh, it's going to, you know, basically someone who's going to be able to make sure that while, you know, while the operations of, you know, the 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 operations of of government are happening, that they're also keeping in mind uh, to the best extent possible, uh, sustainable practices. Obviously, that can better help us uh, stave off, um, you know, the climate crisis that we're currently enduring. We see it, you know, we see it, we see it everywhere. We see, you know, record high temperatures every year, uh, droughts, forest fires, um, snowstorms in, in Texas, right, that shut down their power grid. These are the results of what's happening in the climate crisis. So New Bedford is really at the epicenter of it. The South Coast is really at the epicenter of it. There's a, a whole network. Um, you know, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, uh, one of the defining climate speeches of his presidency, he came down to the South Coast. And it was the first time in 25 years a president had come down to the South Coast, actually, because uh, the, the the last time was when Bill Clinton had come to Fall River during the '96 presidential election and stumped for John Kerry, who was running a... Campaign a serious Senate campaign against then Governor Bill Weld uh, ended up winning, obviously. But uh, obviously, that was a that, you know that was a serious challenge to have the sitting governor, who's won statewide elections, to to run against him. And Jim McGovern, uh, Jim McGovern, who would actually I think represented Fall River as part of his district at the time well he wasn't he was a candidate he was a candidate um and uh, against the republican incumbent and he ended up winning that election so bill clinton came down and stumped for him at uh, kennedy park in fall river pretty good article on that i read back in the 90s about how um uh, mayor lambert wanted to give him a, a charise and chip sandwich uh but his um his secret service staff implored him not to because they said he'd eat it and um He's got to, uh, you know, make better health choices, I guess. But uh, yeah, so Joe Biden came down to Brayton Point in Somerset. That's going to be sort of the charging station for uh, offshore wind to give the, you know, um, one of the defining climate speeches of his uh, of his presidency. It was a big thing that was national that was covered uh, by national t- uh, by you know national TV outlets. And we actually spoke with because that's Somerset, that's in Jake Auchincloss's district. We actually spoke with Jake Auchincloss later that evening. He stepped off of Air Force One and he called into South Coast Tonight to talk to us about his experiences, how they're going to move forward. You know, when I talked to him a couple weeks ago, he had said basically that you know the the southeastern Massachusetts and the Massachusetts in general, because you know there's going to be there's manufacturing going on in Salem. Kim Driscoll's old, uh, well, she still lives there. I'm, I'm assuming, but. Her, uh, you know, she's mayor of Salem, but there's going to be manufacturing in Salem and other places in in the state. And, you know, when I actually talked to some senators from Western Mass that were running for statewide office, um, you know, um, uh, Adam Hines and Eric Lesser, they talked about how, you know, they lost some manufacturing when Smith and Wesson left. And they're hoping that uh, uh, industries like offshore wind can can kind of fill that manufacturing void for them. And we're going to have locally sourced labor here um, because of that historic labor agreement. That all the turbines, all the equipment that's going to be used, uh, all the construction uh, that to, to, to put those to put those that equipment up is going to be with locally sourced labor, which is why they're able to j- offer so many jobs there at the um, at uh, uh, at uh, at Vineyard Wind today. So, yeah, and uh, what uh, Akin Claussen said, it's going to be part of uh, Biden's thirty for thirty. Um, uh, a, a, 30, a 30 by 30 um, uh, plan. That's uh, 30 megawatts of elect, uh, of wind power by the year 2030. So all really exciting stuff all happening here in our backyards. We can see it here from Pear Haven. We can see it in New Bedford and Dartmouth. Um, and uh, really exciting development here uh, as we go forward that the, you know, the robust marine economy down here in southeastern Massachusetts is going to grow at even a greater uh, 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 you know it's going to expand even more and then you know we've got 80 million dollars of port development here that was passed by the Baker Polito administration there's been a lot of discussion about how southeastern Massachusetts has been uh, overlooked, and, and I, I know we talk about that, but I think Baker Polito came around to be end up being a, a pretty effective advocate for the region. And I think Governor Healy has already spent a lot of time down here and will continue to spend more time down here as well, working on these uh, major um, developments, uh, not, not just for climate, but, you know, economic uh avenues for for economic growth here so 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening i'm going to take a quick break we'll be right back this is south coast tonight i'm marcus farrow
0: listen to us live anywhere
1: good evening you're live
3: hey good evening mark what's how up? You doing? oh great uh, oh yeah okay so are you satisfied with the resolution of the uh the um salary uh, increase
1: it's up for um it's up for everybody to decide. My 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 position is that right right now is that they've at least heard their constituents out and they're you know they're willing to make a change based on that. But you know some people like Adam said there's there's some mixed reaction. So.
3: Yeah, well, well, my figuring was, uh, and again I you know I try to push the calculator the best I can. I'm not very good with math. <laughs> if you're yeah, making eighty thousand dollars and they get twenty five percent of that you get a twenty thousand dollar race yeah so you got a hundred thousand dollars you know yes I don't know if it's a victory or um it's still too much you know i you know
1: yeah that's that's the general reaction to it I, I think they were they were kind of put in a position right where they made it they they made the mistake you know it was like a fifty thousand dollar pay wage which on its face was was crazy and yeah. ridiculous and then you know, you got to. Now they've got to – They reduce it back to five. It's it's that's it's tough.
3: As I calculated it, maybe I'm wrong. I, I if it's an eighty thousand dollars salary to begin with, they got twenty a twenty thousand dollar raise. You know. Yeah, I. I and think- I, again, maybe the voters won't forget November. Uh, Maybe it means one less vote that somebody will get there. Uh, I, I know the tendency tends to be that when these things happen over time other issues come up and everything, and the voters forget, and things just go on as usual but I, I just think it 's this philosophy not only by the council but by the mayor 's office too that you know we 're just going to keep on going up and up and up on taxes like i 've told yeah. you there 's never a you know the philosophy which I believe comes out of your town. We're going to tighten our belts. We're going to sharpen our pencils. I don't know if you ever heard that over there when you as, as elected official. Oh, we,
1: we definitely have. I mean, <laughs> the, the, you know, uh, I, I've actually complained uh, on on uh, on my elected board about about cuts they they'd proposed to, to to the public works department because I'm like, uh, yeah,
3: Fairhaven likes to cut. Is yeah, about they
1: it? do, and, and and sometimes I always and I still hold the position that a lot of these cuts are this sort of arbitrary ceremonial process. Um, because like at the end of the day, you do need the, like in most cases, you do need the services to the cuts that you're making. Like I remember when I had Shane Burgo here after he got elected, he said, you know, you're not cutting, you're not cutting money. You're cutting services in a lot of cases. And sometimes you can't do that. I just, you know, there's obviously, you know, in this, the, the pay raises issue, I think it's a little bit different, uh, in that. You oh, know, I don't
3: think you'd ever see that in Fairhaven. Are you kidding no, me? No, no. I mean, I, I, I
1: approve pay. I approve pay. Pay raises and all that. I, yeah, I, got, that, I if I did that, that. If I did that, I'd if I did that, it'd be front page neighborhood news and it'd, it'd be a whole thing. Trust me, it'd be a whole thing. Uh, you know, I
3: I, I I think you'd be a next uh, Fair Haven official. I I think you know. Yeah, uh, there's a, there was a gentleman there for many years, Jeff Olschach. Uh, yes, and yeah, they I'm made familiar. the public works building after him, I think. There. And, they uh, did. He was very uh, tight fisted with the money and. Uh, and that's to me what the town uh, you know wants and wanted, and yeah, I think always. it goes all the way back to Henry Holmes Rogers when he was uh, giving the town money to run itself, and uh, and then after uh, the, the Rogers Trusts went to, uh, mm, mm, that, mm, it's you know, gone, yeah, yeah. But the, the, <laughs> still the philosophy is, uh, hey, uh, we're going to tighten our belts, we're going to yeah. sharpen our pencils, and uh, that's what you have over there, uh, you know. Uh, I think I don't know if it was you, uh, Tim, want one asked the question. Well, I think it was you, side of uh, Ventura. Uh, what things would you do? Or maybe it was Chris. What things would you do that you've done in Dartmouth with, uh, you know, the... Uh, the yeah, Chris stuff? asked that. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, to... Uh, you know, to, you know, bring to New Bedford uh, to, to tighten their their belt, so to speak. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Of course. And
1: he really didn't answer the question. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is a difficult proposition in a lot of cases. You know, because we're talking he's talking about making cuts at the same time. You've got to add staff. He's calling on, and this is he, you need to do it. He's calling on New Bedford Police Department, uh, the mayor, to add staff to the NBPD, which you got to do. Um, so it's always a difficult proposition. Um, but you know, when you find areas like that, like the pay raise is not. I think it's well.
3: It becomes a, simple. There was a gentleman in the, in Johnson, Rhode Island, who got real who got elected. And his father had been mayor, mm-hmm. and I, I forget the name. I don't want to pronounce it wrong business with a P or something like that. Yeah. But one of the things that they championed was that they had a stable tax base and a stable tax rate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's if you can achieve that, that's one of the things that give you some financial stability. But you know, your yeah. budget is not in that position, and and hopefully this. Uh, windmill thing can provide jobs or uh, maybe maybe not uh i, I hope it does because you know the city needs it and he it, did
1: say he did say add more businesses diversify the tax base yeah. you know the commercial uh, add more commercial uh commercial properties yeah, commercial yeah. businesses and all that yeah
3: if you can do that you if know, you can uh, right you know that sort of thing but uh again uh, i oh the other thing about the uh ventura uh, uh interview the other day was he uh, proposed a, a claim that if he's elected he he won't take any salary or collect any pension mm-hmm. that's very uh, magnanimous yeah um, he, even though we might be considered a carpet bagger by some, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think people like
1: that stuff. Um, you know, he
3: should run in Fairhaven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Fairhaven select board, you get like five grand. So yeah, um. but
3: they'd really like him if you said, well, I won't even take the five grand.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do. People do, uh, do, do sometimes, uh, like that stuff. Um, I think, yeah, it, 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 I guess it shows you just want to do the job. Now I'm not saying any, you know, people, I think the people in the council work for that money. You know, and I think Jake Ventura is going to be well, doing I a think, lot of work for free. Yeah,
3: I, I think they work for the money too, especially they worked for it uh, with this last uh, uh, proposed pay raise that didn't go through as high as they wanted it to go through. Yeah. Uh, but again, when you they come down to talking about the uh, uh, the school committee getting paid, I think that goes way back to colonial times, where uh, you know you you had to learn to read and write so you could study your Bible and stuff like that in Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, I, I think the idea was. You took the job as a matter of pride and so you couldn't be politically influenced by money to yeah. try to do the best for the children of the colony. I think that was the uh, yeah, well, and I think that's been handed down ever since. Yeah,
1: I know I know Spolein it's at uh it might have been this week that he's against uh, people getting uh, health benefits. I guess uh, if they're elected officials, because well, it incentivizes it, them to stay. But there's
3: great health benefits in New Bedford, as you know, for some. Yeah, for some. And, and of course, I, I just find it hard that even when the you know the the general court or uh, you know the city council or anybody votes themselves a pay raise, yeah. there should be some check on that. Uh, maybe a referendum to approve it uh, by the people. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, th- that's, uh, well, know, that referendum is always nice going to get voted other... down.
1: That's the problem. What's that? The thing is, is like, like with the when Saunders you know, proposed that pay raise, that they, everybody voted for. By the way, um, I think he was correct in that they deserved that pay raise. Yeah. But if you put it to a referendum, and I suppose they kind of did, right? But I, uh, if you put that to a referendum, it's always going to get voted down because people are always going to be like contemptuous of, of that idea. But well,
3: well J- J- John Saunders' bad, bad move was to say that if you don't like it, vote me out. So yeah. he did. But he made it out all right. Cause he's uh,
1: he's a, got, a, I think, a better position. he got better
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a spot guy. He is. He knows what he's doing. Of course. Know? So, but again, that's a very arrogant statement to make. And, uh, you know, uh, I've heard a lot of people say he's a good guy. And, uh, you know. I like him. Uh, yeah. But, again, that's not a statement to make if you're an elected official. That's uh, and it might have affected his election and the other thing, but it, but it didn't. And he, uh, you know, again, sometimes you get your name out there and that's it. But uh, yeah. Uh, but again, uh, in New Bedford, it's it's the whole philosophy of spend, 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 spend. And I yeah. wish they would get a little bit of a for Haven's look. We're going to look at all our, our departments and we're going to see if there's any waste there. And yeah. uh, let's say we can get a ten percent cut. Across the palm. it's just to throw out a figure know vivid percent that's say, i, I believe percent
1: i believe candidates have proposed that uh before um it's just uh Again, it's a tough. You know, is it ten percent across, and then some people want to make exceptions for this, like public safety, except for public safety, and it's like, well, why? You know, so there's always it's it's a tough proposition. I, I get it. Like you know, it's with the property taxes and all that, I do think I do think, oh, yeah. The, yeah. I do think the, the 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 primary and realistic solution is to to add more business, uh, more commercial well, taxes. And, tax and
3: I've always felt the money where the money is is, is where they are. Is bragging about it? It's down mm-hmm. on the port. Yeah. And how much are they paying? Really, yeah. Give me a real figure. I'm not saying you but No, you know, I get it. It's 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 hidden. Okay. Yeah. And to ask uh, a homeowner to subsidize uh the billion dollar business uh I, I don't think that's right, you know. I agree. Yeah. You know, so uh I know there's people that don't want people saying that, but uh you know and uh you know, you you to tax the people that have the money. It's like Trump, you know, he yeah. uh, he doesn't pay taxes and you and I do, you know.
1: Yeah, right, and no, I know and he's, it's he's doing
3: awful. it by the law, you, yeah. know, the law is awesome, you know and Again, uh, like I say, where's Robin Hood to straighten things out? I don't know. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, oh, one other thing I should bring up too. I listened to Tim's program this morning, and there was talk about uh, a gunshot outside of uh, the high school about a month ago. by mm-hmm. some student, and it's it's gone unnoticed. I don't know if it's come across your desk. It hasn't
1: actually. Uh, I hadn't picked up on that, and I was. Yeah. I was, first
3: I heard of it was this morning.
1: Yeah i i, I hadn't I hadn't heard about that. I. Had, typically i mean usually chris is pretty good about getting stuff like that too but um you know it's not something you know it's probably not something the city wants to no no it, it probably, to,
3: probably could just be some some kid doing a dumb thing i understand that probably but again i it took a whole month for it to get out. in the uh, uh, kind of kind of unusual and of course i think the new chief said that that was his decision, but we all know how the mayor feels. He don't, he doesn't want that stuff out either, you know. So, oh, I know.
1: We, know. we we had we had some fights here about that, you know, <laughs> very public. Uh, one, you know, yeah. during the day program, and the mayor had a very public uh, dispute with with uh, one of the, uh, during the day program with one of the hosts uh, a year or two ago. Yeah. about that that got that yeah. got pretty loud. So. Yeah, yeah,
3: and uh, the, the former chief, uh, he was kind of reticent to talk about things too and of course the police always say if you ask them a question oh that's under investigation you know <laughs> that, that's, that's, the, that's the you know the car con- yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah like we're not going to talk, yeah, talk about it again, being, yeah we can't talk about an active investigation you know nearest, near the high school where the children are and everything and uh, uh that's that's very to me that's a serious thing and i agree uh, it's too bad uh we don't have e- uh, even a newspaper that could uh yeah i have to give you guys credit because uh yeah, you're, you're filling a big void here. Thank you, a big void. And uh, uh, again, this thing—if you guys weren't around—wouldn't have even come down from uh, the fifty thousand dollars to uh, you know uh, twenty thousand, if I'm correct. Well, right.
1: no, it's 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 true. Like I said, you know, I, I guess apparently the council president had made a side comment about the media, and it's like, you know, we're just talking, you know, the, like, oh, we're talking to our constituents, not the media. It's like, well, the constituents learn from the media. You know, we, we're, ta- we're just reporting on it, and people feel whatever way they feel yeah. about it.
3: Well, I, I don't know how long she's going to last with Tim on that uh, program. Uh, I, hope, I hope it's for, her, hope it's it, for the duration
1: he, of her, her, her tenure as, as president. I mean, it's a great segment. So. Yeah,
3: I, I understand that, but I don't know if she can keep her, you know, cool – uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll even find th- out tomorrow. Even, well, Tim, Tim's not an aggressive, uh, you know, uh, uh, interviewer. He's kind of laid back, so if anybody could do it, it would be him with her. Yes. But uh, yeah. I, w- I would think she would want to get her side of the story out on things. Oh, absolutely. I know the mayor does because even though he had that little riff with one of your people there, I, I think he wanted to get back because I think he knows the uh, importance of getting his side of the story Always. out to the public. He's not... You're not stupid, that's for sure. I always
1: appreciate that about uh, about Mayor Mitchell's that he he really uh, understands the importance of local media and pushes for uh, more coverage. Well, and stuff. yeah,
3: and his it, it his is disdain in a sense for the Standard Times not really covering things. You know, I, mm-hmm. I give him credit for that too. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you might think he might want. You know, no I, I will say about all. the he Standard
1: Times. I mean, obviously, Gannett has you know uh, winnowed down the 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 the. the the reach of their publications quite a bit. I will say Frank Mulligan's doing a really good job over there. I I, I like Frank.
3: Over uh, at standard times Yeah, I
1: think yeah. he's doing a good job covering the local stuff. Again, they've winnowed down there the 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 range of their coverage. Yeah. For they I, used to have a D.C. bureau, a Boston mm-hmm. bureau, and all that. and Yeah.
3: Again, I've lost interest in the paper. I used to get out of work and go down to the beach years ago and park my car. Yeah. And and kind of uh, diffuse myself from work and have a cup of coffee and go through the newspaper and it was it was relaxing you yeah. know it was you know uh, but and, and to me you can't do that with the mechanical media like a phone you know yeah there's something tactile about the, w- the paper w- we, when we that. had
1: um when we had remember when we had ted on a, a few weeks ago he was talking about what was what was cool about newspapers is that th- it's like this is the news we want to tell you today yeah. you know and um this is the news we want to tell you about today. This is all the news we feel like you need to know, and it was all very succinct as opposed to yeah, in an online publication where uh, you know you, oh, you just get a
3: lot more.
1: It, but it's all yeah. like you know, bam.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but again, I, I thought in the past when I was a young man, the standard times ago. In fact, I think they even used to send a. Uh, uh, reported down to the city council and, and report, uh, you know, what would ought to mean, just the fact the, you know?
1: that they're doing that, they're doing that more now, um, like I said, now, you know, Mitchell talked about how the New Bedford Light, uh, Standard Times and WBSM are all there, so that is definitely something that was missing uh, on our part, too, and uh, we're, we're, we're bringing it back.
3: Can you, I don't know if you can go this way. Uh, but I haven't heard much of Jim Phillips on your radio. Is
1: is he Jim, no longer with you? No, Jim. So Jim does his Town Square Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's on at six a.m. and eleven a.m. on Sundays. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's. I believe some retired, so he'll he'll do the news here sometimes okay. when we like when we need a fill-in.
3: You know, to me, he's the Walter Cronkite of the area. I think Phil oh, has been in absolutely. the business. absolutely. So I think Phil's been in the business a little longer than him. But uh, J- you know, Jim's kind of a just a facts man type of uh, reporter too. I don't think he likes the opinion side of it. Although he'll give it at times, but he's more like a Walter Cronkite of the area, as far as I'm concerned. Jim's uh, Jim's miss an him institution. If he wasn't on the radio.
1: Yeah, Jim's an institution, yes. and and uh, I, I I actually really enjoy Town Square Sunday. I think I I think if uh, people if you know you can catch on Sundays at eleven, cool. Sometimes the Pats game you know interferes yeah, well, with I that can't a little do bit. Because
3: but... I'm on, on OTR with uh, Ed Harding. Of course, yeah. Janet Wu just left too, and that was the game she retired. And I didn't realize her last show uh, she was pretty, uh, you know. Uh, 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 well, t- tough going after some of the politicians uh, I was told when she wanted to get a story. She's very proper on uh, on, the, on, the, on TV and she asks yeah. tough questions but she, I, I guess when they gave her the goodbye, they said uh, a few times when she would try to get a story and not in front of the camera, she could be very uh, <laughs> strong-voiced. Yeah. forced Put it that? Way. Yeah, I, you know, know, I remember
1: her uh, uh, skewering uh, Ed Markey in, in one of those uh, primary debates. Actually, you know, Janet Wu said about her retirement, she's like, "Oh, I kept on saying I'll leave after this race, I'll leave yeah. after that race." Like yeah. there was just so much to cover that she yeah. didn't want to leave. And then well, finally, her, she's like, oh, "I got to go."
3: Her and Ed Harding are very good, and I just hope they can get someone that's as good as Janet. a well, shout out to her. again a lady before her time getting in the. News, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely.
1: Uh, so, all right. Nice talking. Thank nice you. To you. And keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Thank okay, you bye very bye. much. All right. See some calls online. I got to take a break. i will be right back.
0: 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM.
3: The Y is where James first discovered his love for painting. Now it's also where he'll learn the difference between mitosis and meiosis. This school year, many YMCAs are transforming some of their spaces for virtual learning, dedicating staff, and even providing meals. Contact your local Y to learn more. Forever learning.
1: The Y for a better us.
0: WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider.
1: Welcome back. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening.
2: Yes, good evening, Marcus. Hey, big Al, and, uh, what's up? I'll tell you. I got some sad news to uh, deliver. Unfortunately, oh, no. uh, Elvis Presley's daughter, Anne Marie Presley. Yeah. She just she just passed away.
1: I I might have. I got a notification about that, but that is pretty. That is pretty sad. Fifty four years old. Yes, fifty four.
2: too young to die.
1: Yeah, that is, that a, friend is, that is mine, young.
2: a friend of mine that's down in Florida sent that to me because I'm a big Elvis Presley fan. Oh, he was great. And when he died, mm-hmm. Marcus, I'll be a man to admit this, I cried my eyes out like a baby because I just loved that man's music. Yeah. I mean, the music today the rap and hip hop cannot touch or come close to the talent of Elvis Aaron Presley. No one can touch
1: it. He was revolutionary. I mean, he kind of paved the way for 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 hip hop and just modern music today. Anyway, he was revolutionary.
2: Yes, by yeah. all means. But I just figured I'd bring that to your attention. I
1: appreciate that.
2: Yes, and uh once again, you're doing a- Bang up job! Thank you. And the day cannot come quick enough for me to meet you. And I hear that you're a tall guy yourself. I am. Yeah. So, I've been told. Uh, I mean, I've been told
1: I'm a tall guy. I don't, you know, you Well,
2: know. <laughs> six one is not really small.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, six four.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm six five. So okay. we're we're close, almost the same height.
1: Yeah, sounds like it.
2: Yep. Yeah. And yes, I am a big, strong guy. But you know, I don't let it go into my head because I know there's someone out there that's going to be better than me. Always in my in my sport of arm wrestling.
1: Oh, I don't know. I you know what? I've been hearing you're you're the champ.
2: Well, I know I'm the man because I got to live up <laughs> to my reputation. Of course. And someday you're going to see how how much I I'm serious about it. I'll show you my right elbow that I broke in seventy nine. Sure. And went on to become undefeated in five years in a row at the non wrestler.
1: Persevered now, through the, the, the injury.
2: Oh yeah, I persevered. Yeah. Now, do you have access to uh the Standard Times archives by chance?
1: I wish I did. I don't think they have an archive anymore. Uh I think they, they closed their news morgue. Which is unfortunate. Oh, they did. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's so. That's so sad.
1: Why is that? So, what do you ask? I'm going to
2: give you the front page article to
1: look up, and for you to print for me. I'll. Uh, what? 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 Uh, do you have the day and in, in year? I'm
2: sorry. Do you uh, have the-, uh, the year? Was 1979? <laughs> and the byline, read in big bold black letters, showmanship in meat and armed combat year 1979 you will see my picture in the front page of that paper in the hand that's uh, backwards with the hand pointed
1: so showmanship in what
2: showmanship in in armed combat
1: Okay, I'll do my best I know they closed their news more but I'll do my best to find it
2: well I'll tell you what if you find it print more than one copy
1: Oh, absolutely. And,
2: and I will sign one and give it to you, and I will sign one, and you can give it to Chris.
1: Sounds good. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. Big L, got to take this break. I appreciate it.
2: All right. Well, you
1: would do best. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. going to take a break. I'll be right back. Here's what's happening this week on Towns... We are talking about... Oh, caller's asking uh, about uh, Jim Phillips. You heard the promo for Town Square Sunday. I really enjoy it. Ken Manning, uh, I've heard uh, Jim's segments with Ken, Ken Manning before, and they're really good, you know, uh, that he gives a really good uh, perspective on national politics. The last time I heard Jim and Ken talking was about the January 6th committee. So that's really interesting. You can hear that uh, Sundays at 6 a.m. and 11 a.m., or you can... Uh, we know the Pats won't be interfering with that because they're not in the playoffs anymore. But um, but you can also listen on WBSM.com, the WBSM app, and anywhere podcasts are offered. It gets released on Sunday. Usually has a column uh, that's associated with it, too. Great stuff. Check it out. And uh, I'll be here tomorrow. Chris will be here tomorrow. We're going to be joined by Rasan Hall. Rasan Hall, uh, who ran, you remember him as a candidate for Plymouth County DA. He's giving a speech.